I mean, you ain't got to just bring the baby around every damn body, but she's like, just bring the baby to see more family every now and then. So she doesn't get so, her anxiety doesn't get up when she see all these faces, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And she been, we've been getting better at it now, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, at first she did not want to mess with my mama at all, like. Your mom? Yeah, like, she would cry when she was with my mom or something. And she would love being with my pop stuff. Yeah. Um, but now she like being with grandma. You know what I'm saying? And she cool grandpa. But. It's crazy. Your mom's a grandma now. <laughs> yeah, she's a granny. <laughs> How she feel about that? Man, she fully embraced it, bro. It's like yeah, that's the type of person she is. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That person, type of person I am. You know what I'm saying? Like I was just talking to somebody the other day at the mall that uh, used to go to school with us, and uh, he was like. Uh, I mean, I was telling them, like, you know, people ponder on, on being parents, like, oh, shit, I'm a dad now. Like, me, I didn't, like, I'm not trying to feel like that. Like, I don't want to feel like, I have a kid now. Mm-hmm. It's my obligation to be this, you know, my child's parent and be a good parent. I'm not dwelling on, oh, damn, I'm young. I already got a kid. Like, I'm not dwelling on none of that shit, but, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying... It's wrong for you to do that, but I ain't got time to do that. Like, mm-hmm. think about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is my child. This is my responsibility. I'm going to raise her to be the queen she is. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, she going to add on. You know what I'm saying? She going to do her thing for generationally for the family. You know, wealth, happiness, all that. You know what I'm saying? She going to continue that. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that's... And I, you know, it's it's funny, man. They they do say, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. You never experience the love like the love you have for your kids, bro. Mm-hmm. That's real. Yeah, that's, that's real. You know what I'm saying. Through all the crying and all that stuff, you just like, man, I love this baby. Yeah, bro, don't none of that matter, bro. This morning, I, you know, I will. I remember I told you I stayed up to watch that uh that. Documentary that, that Jordan One documentary, the Air Jordan One's mm-hmm. documentary, the whole speculation about banning shit. So I was watching that, and I ain't go, and that didn't go out to like two thirty three in the morning, mm-hmm. and then after I still wasn't sleepy, so I put on Fuck That's Delicious, that Action Bronson show where he be smoking oh, yeah. and, and, <laughs> and looking at food and shit. So <laughs> then I watched like an episode and a half of that. So I ain't go sleep till like four o'clock, bro, and. She woke up like at six in the morning crying for a bottle and shit. Damn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she didn't want the bottle, so she kept crying and all. I'm like, damn, bro, I didn't change the diaper, but I didn't mind doing it. The part that you do mind or that I mind was getting out the bed in the first place. Like, I ain't gonna front, bro. I was in the bed, she started crying for like the third time. I'm about to count to 30 and see if this girl get up instead of me. Like, I'm like, I'll be playing mind games with you. <laughs> she, I'm talking about she dead asleep, bro. I'm up, nigga, but I'm sleeping. I ain't trying to get out the bed. Baby, stop crying. I'm like, let me count to 30. See she go. I'm 30, 29. Like, I get to 24. She up. I'm like, thank God. <laughs> bro, it's like stupid shit like that being a parent, bro. Like, you Damn. know what I'm saying? Like, it's in 30 seconds, stuff. I would have got up. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm counting all the way down to, to zero, nigga. Like, God. I'm saying three, two, one, up, zero. You're like, Lord, please. But then when you get up, you like, 
catch my kid. Like, I'm just making sure she's good. And then she crying, and then she look at me, and she's smiling while she just got done crying. You know what I'm saying? It's 5 and 6 in the morning, and she still, like, love you so much to, to smile at me when she, when she see me just changing her diaper or something. That's crazy, man. It's funny, yeah, man. You loving these ladies. I ain't gonna lie. That's the best lay. That's the best lay's flavor, bro. Oh, you like these? The lemon? The, them limons. Them limons? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They hit. Yeah, yeah, them hoes hit. You ever put hot sauce on them? Nah, that was, that's a little too much. Too much for me putting hot sauce on them hoes. I put them on regular lays. Hot sauce? Yeah, the hot sauce on them hoes. Like, that sounds like mess up the acid flavor. reflux, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna need some tums. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? You might need some ginger ale like that and all that. <laughs> That's funny, bro. But, uh, let's get into this uh, documentary. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Just a Conversation podcast with your host, co host, Elder Zavala. And your other co host, Keandre Crushing. You know what I'm saying? It's a. Uh, it's a Friday afternoon, you know what I'm saying? I have a conversation with my partner. Uh, I told him, I told Kendra yesterday that uh, that I was watching uh, a documentary on the Air Jordan 1. Now, the speculation of the Air Jordan 1 from when I was a kid, I'm 24 now, what was, what was told to me was the these Jordan 1s was banned from the NBA because they felt like uh, it was giving Michael Jordan extra bounce. Mm-hmm. Like, I really thought that as a kid. That was the whole legend that I heard, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, this this documentary was a, like, a, for people who love basketball and Michael Jordan, and it's a good-ass documentary, bro. Like, yeah, y'all should go check that out. Yeah. It seems like in these times the NBA was just strict, and they felt like, hey, if we're paying you guys, we're putting you on TV. You mm-hmm. gotta follow the rules. But nowadays, it's kind of like they're gonna do what they want to do. NBA players gonna do what the fuck they want to do. It. And at the end of the day, the the NBA players is the one that's generating all the cash. Mm-hmm. They they're bringing the people out, so it's like. That's why college basketball is so is such a big ass scam. But I ain't even gonna get that. What you mean by that, bro? Niggas be bro. They don't let niggas do nothing in college. If you you can't make no money at all, bro. And some of these dudes, Mm -hmm. you know, this is going off on a tangent. But some of these guys, they play basketball or football their whole life. They get just good enough to go to a university, which is that's still considered good. But they not good enough or don't have the Work at it to make it to the professional. So when you, a lot of people I, I look, mean, but look, listen, listen. When people, when a lot of people finish sports that they've been playing their whole life, some people don't know what the fuck to do next. Like, damn, I've been doing this my whole life. I ain't think about shit else to do, even though I'm in school. That's, well, that's why the I, point. The point of playing in college is just a, it's like something recreational. But your main focus is school. But you should know about like your first year with. After your what first you second do? year, like, I mean, am I gonna, gonna go professional? Am I exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So I mean, that has nothing to do. They don't. They shouldn't pay them. They definitely should, dog. No, bro. You know how bad it is. My cousin, he he he's on he's on UH uh, football team. He was telling me they can't even start their own business 
Mm. He can't go start a shirt right now and make money from it because legally the NCAA say he can't. Mm. That's maybe that's scam. why. That's, a, that's, that's, a, that's why the Ball Brothers. Robbery, bro. That's, that's why the Ball Brothers played overseas. That's that's mm-hmm. actually probably exactly what. That's it exactly is. why they did that because they want to go ahead and mm-hmm. build that brand. But I haven't been seeing the brand lately. The um, big baller brand. What's they, going on with them? I don't know. They gonna have, they got a lot of work to do from from what I saw with the Jordan brand documentary yesterday. They got a long way to go. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. They got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. First of all, you know that you know people. You know they had a shoe that came out that cost like four hundred dollars a pair, and mm-hmm. a whole bunch of niggas bought something. They didn't get their shit. They probably got them by now, but niggas waiting to get their shoe for over, for like know. over six to seven months at least. Well, that's the crazy thing about it. We haven't seen anybody post a shoe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you already starting your shit out bad doing shit like that. Yeah. And then I remember when Lonzo Ball was wearing his shoe in the game, and, you know, it, it broke. Like, the soul fucked up type shit. Mm. <laughs> so that's like, damn, that's just terrible for a brand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it seemed like they just did that for profit. They was going to do I mean, niggas was willing to support them, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was definitely willing to support them, but I ain't about to buy. I wasn't about to buy no four hundred dollar basketball shoe. I'm not doing. I ain't got money to just be throwing around like that. But and that leads us to another topic, topic, folks. You got to remember your first few years in business, whether you're selling a product, a service, anything like that. Sometimes it's not always about making major profit. It's just about getting your foot in the door, mm-hmm. and then. You know, the following years will be extremely profitable. You just have you to. Build, you need to build your revenue and your clientele. Exactly. So I mean, you need to. You need to. What stay down for the come up? <laughs> yeah. The 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 first the first year two years honestly should be focused on branding of your company and branding. Brand. That's a good word. Marketing yeah. budget. Coming up with a marketing budget uh, and and. And executing on that marketing plan, mm-hmm. but you really need to be spending your first couple of years really trying to lay the foundation of your brand of your company. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just talking to a friend the other day, and I was mentioned on this other podcast that, uh, you know, you got you. I mentioned the other guy on this podcast that uh, you got to look at your that your company brand like your personal brand like. Mm-hmm how you felt the first day of high school. Mm-hmm. The first day of high school, only thing that was on my mind was, I'm about to go play basketball, make the team, I'm gonna be in varsity by junior year. <laughs> they don't to be Did open those niggas. Did that happen? Nigga, fuck you, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> hey. what we just but that's what I was thinking, though. No. The first day of high school, I'm like, you are you're building your you already th- as a young kid we're thinking about our own personal brand first day in high, middle school first day in high school you're thinking about oh yeah I'm putting these shoes on so I I'm, know, about, I'm, about, I'm about, about to pull this. something I'm about to pull something today uh-huh. well, I'm gonna ask somebody for a number of these on you know what I'm saying so you building your personal brand that's how people need to look at their vision you gotta. From the jump, you got to build your brand for your the foundation of your company. Like mm-hmm. people need to know what your company is about. Why would they use it? They need to know the name. They need to have be able to name. let that name roll off the in a vocabulary. You know? And I would say, being a business owner at this time and having having not lunch in the business yet, 
the hardest part is coming up with a good name that's memorable and that's simple, like Apple. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? That is so hard. That's I, hard. I think it that is. I think that that's an easy thing that you can that can be considered hard mm-hmm. because of the significance of of the situation. You you want a name that people can relate. It can be a household name potentially. Yeah. It can roll out somebody's tongue. It has it it it, it makes people think of a certain thing. When it, it makes people think of your company when they hear it. So mm-hmm. I think it's that's or easy in to make. my case, I would say it makes people not think about it at all. Yeah, see, that's the, that's, that's, the, that's, that's, what the, that's what could be the negative yeah. part about it is. I think when if you, you pick the wrong you, name, right? You people are gonna start thinking about it like, like this is not it. But if it's the, if it's the right name, you notice that you really don't think about it. You just think about the product you're about to go grab. But see, the know? way I think about it is, like we said, it's easy to 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 look at how difficult that process could be. But that's why we have. That's why God gifted all of us with intuition. Mm-hmm. We have intuition, mm-hmm. you, and you have to be able to trust your gut, your intuition. Yep. And you got to be able to trust your judgment. Your not. Not when you're second-guessing yourself over and over. Like, people wake up in the morning with a whole different thing they thought the other day because they second-guessed themselves and they didn't trust their first. That first judgment of how you feel, that first gut feeling, mm-hmm. is usually the best one, bro. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if, if you're naming a company that you would have, right, you know wasn't, like, you can tell off the rip, like, this name, like, it's cool, but it ain't going to get no. Like, you can tell from the jump. But there's certain things where you like, this rolls off well, but I'm not sure how good. Like that intuition of you saying this rolls off well, or this sounds good, mm-hmm. but you not you don't know yet. That's just a combination of your intuition and then your second guess judgment insecurity part. Like your intuition will always tell you it's gonna give you some type of compliment in your head. Like that do sound alright. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like. And then at the, at, and another part of it is some companies don't have the like, like some big companies don't have the craziest name but they they built their brand perfectly like Spotify. Spotify is not a like a crazy a crazy. But name. it sounds like some weird like different. You know what I'm saying? It's memorable. It's not memorable. Like, what? It's not memorable. But they built their brand and they they. they, they Structure their platform is so solid that nigga, you gotta recognize their presence. Like, like Michelin, the Michelin tire place, bro. What the fuck is a Michelin? But mm. it worked because the way they branded they shit in the back in the day. Like, mm. it's these companies with that with names that don't have like just crazy. Like Apple is a beautiful name. Apple is different. Like the name Apple is just like so perfect with the company Apple yeah that was a, a, a grand slam but there's other companies that are huge too that you know what I'm saying like like motherfucking Sprouts Trader Joe's Hope, <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> Walmart still is like Walmart roll out the tongue but nigga what the fuck is a what do you mean Walmart like niggas just came up with shit but yeah niggas the way they branded you gotta come with a yo, but yo, then like, again, you gotta think when Walmart came out it wasn't other competition True. so that's another thing nowadays if you come out with a walmart you have <laughs> you have all types of competition you got heb kroger yeah. you have randall's you have whole foods whole foods is a good whole name foods. it's a good name yeah it's yeah. a very good name it's just the wholeness of the food is but, organic yeah yeah so you talking about like more uh 
more uh, modern modern companies that older because older companies probably easier to come yeah. up with a good name. because you were the yeah. only company back then so it's like we're going to you yeah yeah who else are we gonna go to yeah right yeah. but if you come out with a company in this decade you definitely have to have something different about it or something just really simple yeah i, I said man, just trust your intuition and yeah something simple for sure simple. trust your intuition though but uh now I do, I'm going. I'm gonna take it back a little bit, bro. The reason I wanted to talk about the the Air Jordan ones and and you know how it was so called banned because it's crazy how Michael Jordan came into the NBA and literally made the revenue go up in the NBA as a business, bro. Like back in those days, like the reason the reason they so-called ban those shoes, which they didn't really ban them, but the reason they so-called ban those shoes was because uh, the commissioner and the guys in the top front of the office of the NBA, they were saying that it didn't match the uniforms because they wanted everybody back then, this is back when Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas playing, they want everybody to wear Converse or Adidas and they need to be either white or black with a little bit of, of your of your team color like stripped on there. But if it's not white and black, it don't match. So when he came out with them hoes, like people looked at that shit with style, bro. Like that shit, if you think about it, he came out, he was drafted in 1984. That's damn near when hip hop took off. So his shoe kind of morphed with the with the uprising of hip-hop and then and like everything and like yeah. the popularity of nba and then that matched that much together because i mean everybody who, who rap has played basketball before everybody played basketball definitely probably, probably you know so, most yeah. black people would have spit a 16 before when they like yeah, yeah. rap before you know what i'm saying but it's crazy how michael jordan literally came into the nba Switched up the style, nigga had gold chains. That nigga used to look sauced up, Ooh, yeah. bro. Yeah. He was, and he was one. He was one of the first niggas to say, "Bro, I don't want my shorts all the way up here. Shit look weird. I want my shit down to my knees." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was like how AI was for us. He like, pioneered some shit. He pioneered, some, and he he, he just so happened to have the best shoes ever. Damn near. That's what's crazy. Speaking of AI, I, AI pioneered with baggy clothes, <laughs> uh, braids. Durag. Just all around, yeah. like not giving a fuck. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. He, he really ain't giving a fuck. He didn't care. But why would you though? You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to if you're that cold. Yeah. They not about to kick you. Like you making bread for Philadelphia. They not mm-hmm. about to kick you out. Like you, you bringing these niggas hundreds of millions and you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they can't say shit to you. If you now if you sorry and you're doing that shit. You might get suspended for ten games, buddy. Like, throw ass up out of here. Go get some clothes from go, the men's go warehouse. Go jumper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. But nah, it's, you know, I, I want to just talk about how uh, the NBA's business, how they really transformed it to be like a multi-billion-dollar business for sure, mm-hmm. and just transformed it to be something exciting. You mm-hmm. know, I, I think that that it plays a testament to what other businesses should understand about about just the world of business. Like, the NBA was, they were doing all right, but they hadn't expanded yet, you know what I'm saying? They weren't open-minded about the new, you know what I'm saying? They wanted everything to stay retro, and it took somebody like Michael Jordan to come and 
bring these icy ass shoes, bring some crazy dunk, some style to the game. He and then at the same time, can't nobody stop him. Yeah. So my thing is, bro, people need to you starting a business, a business, you need to for your business your your product or your service has to be Michael Jordan. Like the NBA got lucky when they brought Mike in, bro. Like it just so happened. Like, you know what I'm saying? You bring all that shit in and you're the best player in the world and then it's miraculously fans are coming. Cause now everybody wants them shoes. Everybody wants to see Michael Jordan play. It just so happened that the Chicago Bulls jersey always been live. Red, white, and black always gonna work. So the color schemes that he was wearing, and, and of course you got the skill. It's just he came and switched up the whole NBA, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit. That shit's just crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? Like to what the NBA is now. Like you got guys from all parts of the world, Europe, Africa, Asia, they coming to the NBA and niggas is cold now, like yeah. like it's a lot of cold dudes in the NBA if you think about it, bro. What? Making bread. I'm talking about a regular like if you are a decent player, I am pretty sure you're getting six what do you million think a about, year. What you think about the amount of money they're making though? You think it's too much or you think that it's it's well earned? Uh, that's hard to say, but I will say for the value that they bring to the arena and to the team, mm-hmm. you know, these teams are making billions of dollars. The arena's making a profit, you know. It, it, it makes sense, you know. The, the team can pay these guys this much money. And then it sprouts out because whenever, like, when they brought the Brooklyn Nets, you know, it was in New Jersey. The New Jersey Nets, they brought them to the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. You know, that caused the, for the property value in the city to go up. Mm-hmm. And it's all they are, a lot of people almost call it gentrification because mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of people who had been there for years, they couldn't afford it no more. It was going, price was going up, couldn't afford it. So they had to sell that shit. But they was getting a check, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But the people who got it now, you know, that's, that's how, the whole gentrification thing. But it sprouts out, like... These these cities that have these NBA teams, it does affect the the first of all, it affects the population. I mean, it affects the people who it, it plays a part in the attractiveness of the city. Like, oh, yeah. since Harden been in Houston, yeah, yeah, we won World Series. Since Harden been in Houston, bro, Houston been blowing up ever since like 20, 2014, 2015, dog, slowly. Well, no, now you think about it, it was already blowing up. You got about Tracy McGrady, Yao Ming. Yeah. It brought a lot of diversity to yeah. the city. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and it's in a different way, though, in yeah. a different way, but it did, for sure, especially mm-hmm. with China being, like, fucking with Houston real hard because of mm-hmm. Yao and all that shit. And it's like... You know, these cities, I mean, these teams, they bring a lot of value to the city, whether it's population-wise or whether it's just uh, uh, real estate-wise, you know, property value-wise. So uh, these guys, yeah, I would say that for that whole earnings of of just all around, the whole monopoly that's played around these leagues, these team leagues, and yeah, they, you know, they getting paid right. It makes sense how how much they getting paid. What you think? Honestly, I think 
people don't want to hear what I think. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I think they're getting paid too much, bro. Especially if you think about, like, you know, the amount of poor people. I was just talking to uh, a guy at my job the other day, and he was telling me how he's a firefighter downtown. And the shit he sees on the daily. And he was just telling me how he can see all these NBA stars coming out of the Toyota Center. And then one mile away, you see people sleeping on benches. I, I definitely feel like, you know, like, it's a lot of money being made downtown and in Houston and stuff. But I feel like it's, it's probably not enough money being given back. Mm. That's my thing. And I mean... They have all the right to keep their money. I mean, it's, it's the Rockets organization, but at the same time, I feel like they should definitely give some of that money back to the city. Mm-hmm. Just which, which I guess they're trying to do. Maybe shelters and and, and food drives and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I just don't see it enough. Maybe it's because I'm not looking hard enough. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's a it's a big gap in that. It's a big gap. It needs to be that's minimized. It. And that Definitely. starts at the top. That starts from the, the guy that owns the team. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That starts from sure. the guy that owns the team. But it's like... It's like... The thing with this is... These NBA teams, they make a lot of bread. But if you're not doing that good... Like if you're, say... Who's the worst team in the league? Like the Grizzlies are not good. You know what I'm saying? Mm, they all right. They got John Morant. So they on the, they on the yeah, come up. Yeah, they, every they every team now has like a good player. Yeah, but actually, it's kind of weird, bro. Yeah. Like Atlanta, Atlanta trash. But Atlanta been trash for a while. Trey Young. Yeah, no, he bringing the value up for sure. But yeah. they trash though. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, I think they they won like what nine ten games or something. I don't know. These teams are still businesses, so they have to come up. They have expenses too. They gotta pay for the arena, they gotta pay the players, the coaching staff. They gotta pay a lot of shit. So if you're not bringing in the, the ticket sales because you're sorry and your your city don't really want to come see you, the profit margin gets low. Just you know, the profit margin just starts to shrink. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's probably money still for you to be able to give away, but niggas is operating this shit like a business, and they probably do as much as they think they can, which they probably could do more for sure. Mm-hmm. But it go, the profit. Let's let's not be. Let's not you know. Let's not forget these companies. They they they're companies at the end of the day. With mm-hmm. the, they're just part of an association that happens to be sports. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But the average company, they got expenses and they have profit margins that they got to meet. They got quotas. They got to meet. I wouldn't be surprised if some of these teams break even. Like, uh, Tillman Fertitta, mm-hmm. he owns the Rockets. And mm-hmm. I read his book, and he was saying how uh, he bought the team for $2.2 billion. And just like you were just saying earlier in the, in the podcast, where you're not going to be making profit the first one or two years all the time, most of the time. Mm-hmm. He hadn't made his $2.2 billion back yet. He said he plans on making that back probably in about three, four years, and then maybe a billion more. For his profit, mm-hmm. he ain't made that shit back yet. That though, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He probably on the verge. He probably very close. He was saying, but he has not made that 2.2 billion back. But he mm-hmm. plans on the way he set up his sheet. Though he plans on making a billion 
more. Well, I'm than thinking that. when he when he bought that for two point two billion, he definitely had a lot of investors with him. So I'm yeah, pretty sure that, that you know that wasn't just he's majority two, yeah, 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 he's the majority, but he wasn't. That's not just his two point two. No, no, no. So, it's capital investment for sure. Yeah, so yeah. I mean. It's capital investment, but I'm just saying though, as overall, the company was bought for two point two bill, and it probably be worth three billion or three point two billion in the next five years. That's what he was saying. He plans on getting his bread up out of there and probably selling that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all this shit is still a business. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, but it just. I don't know, man. Like I be like, like with the big three, bro. I want to help Ice Cube out. Like, just see. I want to see where yeah. they going with this. Oh yeah, like, it's exciting yeah. to look. See, yeah, they need they to expand though. I, I think like, <clears throat> I like the big three concept, but they definitely need to get a five on five on in there. That's a lot. Of they need to get a five saying, on bro. five in there because that that would definitely make a lot of people want to watch more. Because three on three is cool, but mm, that shit get boring. Let's just be honest. You know what I'm saying? I want to see a full court. You know what I'm saying? You know. They might have to, like, do that eventually, bro. Yeah. They might have to do that eventually. But I will say, you know, I will say that it's an entertaining game, though. When when you watch good teams play in the big three, it's entertaining. If you watch two star teams and the shit boring as fuck. It might be the most boring shit ever. I ain't gonna lie. But a good team like nigga Joe Johnson was playing that home and he was eating. Oh for real? Joe Johnson, bro, if you pull up highlights <laughs> right now, Joe Johnson in the big three last year. Yeah. Nigga. I'm talking about Joe was eating, bro. It's Joe Johnson. Like he a hooper. Yeah. He's saucing these dudes up though, bro. Like saucing them up. Nate Robinson in that whole saucing niggas up. Like niggas in that whole like doing like it's, it's not a boring thing to watch, you know what I'm saying? Especially if you want to support a, a a black man, you know what I'm saying? Started his own association in sports. That's kind of dope, in my opinion. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Not to mention this motherfucking Ice Cube. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucking Ice Cube. You know what I'm saying? You got to respect the OG Ice Cube, bro. But, uh, I was thinking, uh, I was thinking that they should... When Melo, when nobody wanted to pick Melo up, I was like, bro, Melo go to the big three? Bro, he going to bring a lot of value to them, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's not equivalent to Michael Jordan coming to the NBA, but Melo coming to the big three? Like, you see how Melo's still eating, bro? He would kill niggas on three on three. I'm talking about niggas would come see the games just because they know Melo's going to play. He's bringing, he's bringing revenue to the league. It's that kind of shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, imagine, this is never going to happen, but imagine Kobe came out of retirement to, to play in the big three. Kobe came to play in the big three. Niggas, that's bringing value, bro, you know what I'm saying? And so it's interesting to see what they're going to do with it, for sure. All right, I think it's time to move on. Let's, let's get into the Irishman, man. This is a pivotal movie. A lot of people, if you haven't seen this movie, you need to go see it. Not just for the action and the the comedy. You need on to Netflix. See it on Netflix. You need to see it for the, the historical background. The Irishman with Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Joe mm. Pesci. Frank Legends. <laughs> Legends. Yeah. Directed by the one and only... The one and only Martin Scorsese, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, 
a pivotal character I want to start off with is I want to start. Oh, so you going you about you about to you about to I say wanna, like yeah. the characters like I want to go through some characters, <laughs> like but this is a down. character. Look, this is a character that people probably forgot about. But I want to talk about Crazy Joe Gallo, Joey the Blonde. And Which that, this is the guy, this is the guy who he murdered, he killed him. He was only 42, but he killed him on his birthday because he disrespected, um, he disrespected the boss. You remember when he disrespected the boss and he shot him? Remember he was, he was showing you how to do it. He broke it down. He had all his guns. He was like, should I get the... Should oh, I get, the yeah. right? The no, 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 right no. This was this was like middle going towards the end. Let me explain it. So in the middle towards the end, so what happened was um the main guy, the Irishman Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Yeah. Let me get his name that's in here though. Uh Frank Sheeran. His Frank. name is Frank Sheeran. Frank. Frank. Frank was in the club with Russell Buffalino, the guy who put him on. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And the guy Joey DeBlunt came up to Russell and he made a few disrespectful jokes. Now nowadays people, you know, we might let shit go, but <laughs> this is like this was the mob. They did not play that shit. Yeah, if you yeah. disrespect it, you getting off. Get like knocked. you getting knocked maybe the same night. And in this case, he did. It was April the seventh. Um, let me see. I forgot the year, but I, I want to say Joy DeBlunt was born in, he was born in 1929. Yeah. And he died in, I want to say, like, 19, what's, what's... They was putting when niggas got domed in the head. Type they like, shit. <laughs> they was... <laughs> like, that nigga let me died add October, that up. October 7, 1967 <laughs> with a gunshot to the head. I'm like, damn. I'm like, God damn. And like... Three shots to the head <laughs> in a back alley, nineteen eighty-two. I'm like, damn. Walking home from the from the game room. Type shit. Look, let me add that up though. Hold on. That shit was funny. I forgot about that shit. It was just. Okay, so Joy the Blind died in 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 seventy-one. So let me tell y'all the scene. So this what happened. So you have Frank Sheeran. You got Russell Buffalino. Frank uh, shares the hitman. Yeah, Frank shares the hitman. Russell uh, Beffolino's the boss. Joy the Blind, he's at the little comic show. You know how they used to have comic shows with somebody performing, making you laugh and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So after it was over, uh, Joy the Blind walks up, makes a very disrespectful comment to Russell Buffalino. Frank, you right. Frank, Frank Sharon. Frank Sharon stands up and he's like, hold up, Joe. He's trying to save Joey's life at this point. He's like, hold up, Joey. Like, you know, that's the boss. And Joey's like, man, basically, I don't give a fuck who that nigga is. Yeah, I'm a comedian. I'm type shit. He's yeah. like, I'm going to do what I want. I'm a boss, too. Yeah. Right? So, boom. Same night, Frank Sharon goes to his apartment. He pulls out every gun he got. He like, man, should I use the twenty two? He was, should I use the thirty eight? He ended up bringing a twenty two and a thirty eight. He's like, I'm gonna need two. He walked us through the whole process. He's like, I'm gonna need one for the bodyguard and one for Joey DeBlunt. So this was April the seventh, nineteen eighty one. He begins to, he goes into the place where Joey DeBlunt was having dinner on his birthday. Yeah. The guy died on his birthday. 
April the seventh, having dinner with his family. See, this and movie is three knocks hours. Knocks him off. Wait, this movie what? Three hours and like forty minutes on. Like, yeah, this, this is, is a one of the longest movie, movies. So. Yeah. So you have to be able to digest the movie. You might have to watch it two and three times over Man. again. But it's that good though. It's it a, is that good. It's a good movie. But it ain't Godfather, you know what I'm saying? But it's it's a good movie for sure. But but to to Joey the Blonde, the reason I picked this character out of everybody, cause this was the only character who had black men running with him. And that's what I liked. He went to jail, and they said he only run ran with the blacks. So when he got out, they didn't know what he was doing, and yeah. that's how he got to he the got top high. so fast. Yeah, yeah. Cause, cause he they he, wasn't fucking with black people. They wasn't fucking with blacks. Some of them maybe, but not all of them. This guy was putting on black people. That's the key thing. I'm saying, folks, I hope this get out. They need to make a movie about Joey the Blonde. I want to know more about him. Mm. I want to know more about that. I have to. You I, right about that. Yeah, right I want to see that. that because that's that's crazy. He did get knocked off, but man, that's pivotal for me. I remember, I remember uh, that part of the movie. There was like we didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Yeah. He just started hanging out with black people. Yeah, they like, they was getting fuck? money. I don't know what was going on. Not <laughs> <laughs> doing women that shit. I forgot about this. This is an Italian, folks. Yeah, yeah. Hanging out with black people. We talking in the nineteen seventy. Late 70s, early 80s, that's kind of unheard of yeah, at yeah. this point. Yeah, no, uh, but the, the movie was great. Uh, uh, you know, movies like that, you know, you can measure them by by principle. You can measure them by uh, violence. You can measure them by how real the shit is. Mm-hmm. But sometimes those type of movies are so good that you can measure them by how Almost, uh, how how this shit's almost just it's smooth, like it's the how poetic it is, how 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 much it can just it, it teach you principle uh, mm-hmm. or something. You know what I'm saying? Like Godfather is a I don't give a fuck. No, that whole is so good. It's a poetic movie, bro. Right, right, right. If you think about the whole the whole plot of Godfather, bro, the way they did part one was a masterpiece. The way they did part two was a masterpiece. And really, the way they did part three was still cool. Like, niggas don't like part three, but shit cool. Like, shit like that, bro. Like, them type of movies are special. That's why I think Martin Scorsese directed Godfather, too. So that's why you have to pay attention to the people uh, who who release certain things because the quality that they've done things in the past is so respectable. You got to respect it. You have to respect Al Pacino. You gotta respect Robert De Niro. You gotta respect Joe Pesci. You gotta respect Mike Martin Scorsese. So, people who don't know, you know, when you hear them names, bro, it's more than likely gonna be a a, a good movie. Hard to repeat something like The Godfather, but. And uh, another fact, folks, a lot of you people, y'all y'all have heard of the name Fidel Castro, but you're probably a little bit confused on what he did. What he did is basically say, United States, fuck you. And that's why Cuba right now is still living in the state of the 1980s. They don't have all the technology. They don't have all this stuff because he told the United States, fuck you. And a lot of people, even Cubans, don't even like him because he fought for them. So what this man did, and it'll show you in the movie, 
He was a communist. Took over his Cuban government to basically put in a system to where all the goods were owned by the people and available for all the people. Back then, what they wanted to do, they wanted to kind of, what you were saying, gentrify. Remember you brought that up earlier? They wanted to gentrify. They wanted to bring over there shit that people didn't need, like major hotels, casinos, all the stuff that makes the rich rich, but the poor even poorer. That that was their goal. That That's what they wanted to turn Cuba into. But he fought against that for his people, just for some of his Cuban people to turn against him and get on boats and flee to, to Florida. And that's why, you know, you see a lot of Cubans in Florida, but. Scarface, you know, Scarface came out. Right, and you saw in Scarface, Scarface didn't like Fidel Castro because of what he was doing. Right. You know what I mean? He was fighting for his people. And I want y'all to really go look him up and do your research just to know that a communist isn't always bad. It's just somebody who's fighting for everybody to eat. That's all he was doing. He was fighting for everybody to eat. You know, I asked somebody about him the other day, a Cuban. And they was like, I don't like Fidel Castro. A Cuban? A Cuban. Uh -huh. They was like, oh, I don't like Fidel Castro because this, this, and that. An a, a, a actual Cuban didn't even understand what he was doing. He was fighting for their grandfathers and grandmothers. Nah, I, you see what I'm saying? But my thing is, you right, but people have their own perspectives on how they feel you should go about fighting for your people. Yeah. From my understanding... Uh, did Fidel Castro? Did he make it to it? Didn't he made it to it? Everybody has equal pay, right? Like nobody can I'm not get sure. rich or nothing. You like you got to give what the government give you. Oh, okay, yeah, exactly. That's how he has it. Yeah, right? that's how he Everybody has it. Everybody don't believe in it. A lot of people yeah. are capitalists. A lot of people believe if I eat this much, then I should. If if I eat this much and this person not working as hard as me, then I earn. I've earned more I've money. Earned, than yeah, that. Right, so right, right, right. the both perspectives are logical. Yeah. So that's yeah. the thing. That's why I think that's why that, I mean that's what politics come. That's what people both are stop very logical. They yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. are. Being a capitalist it isn't always bad because in some cases you can make a lot of money, but at the same time, that's that goes to what I was saying earlier. You got James Harden rock, walking out of the Toyota Center, looking down the street to see people sleeping on on benches and shit. That's that. That's what Fidel Castro was trying to prevent. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but he, when you when you start, he getting, loved his people. Yeah, yeah, and that's admirable. That yeah. that 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 part of somebody is admirable. But when you start getting logical with it, because a lot of st things like that, like when you become when you become somebody like a figure like Pablo Escobar, Fidel Castro, where you have so much power in your words and you got money to behind it, you got respect. And you get this big group of people who they just unanimously elect you to be a leader, mm -hmm. and you can go get into politics. Mm -hmm. That's not logical. That's like that's past logic. Because mm -hmm. when you're on a logical level and you're getting a lot of money, and you see these poor people not having food, you might contribute, like do little charities here and there. You might give them food whenever you can, water whenever you can. But when you start thinking logically, like, I can't help all of them. There's no yeah. way. So when you get to people like Fidel Cash and Pablo Escobar that become leaders and they want to do certain things for the people who ain't got shit, mm -hmm. it comes from an illogical, uh, uh, a illogical, not state of mind, but just a concept, an illogical concept. You got, like, you start from nothing, but you, 
somehow end up with a whole bunch of money, a whole mm -hmm. bunch of power, a whole bunch of respect. Right. And all these people, like, and then you just so happen to want to fight for these people, like, all that is illogical. So it's like, you got to respect what Fidel Castro is, but I, you saying you saying you gotta you gotta respect verse both methods. Yeah, the I, capitalist I, I method but and the bureaucratic method. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. But I understand why people are like, no, nigga, like I want to be able to. If I'm working harder than this person, I should earn more than this person. But even then, that don't always work like that. We know that. Some people just inherit bread. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Ain't that shit. Exactly. Socialism. That's what it is. Socialism. Socialism. That's what Bernie Sanders want. Yeah. That's how a lot of people don't want Bernie Sanders to get yeah. nowhere. That's what he wants. Yeah, but I mean. Well, that's, that's what he wanted. That's him probably trying to, trying to get his votes from, from the poor. I mean, yeah. He know that there's a lot more poor than there is rich, so. That's smart. Uh, you, think it's a, you think it's a tactic or you think it's genuine? Like Bernie Sanders seems like a genuine dude. When it comes to politics, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever seen the, the House of Cards. But honestly, even if you want to be genuine in the White House, it seems like most of the time you can't because you got somebody on your back that has info or some type of... Some type of some type of something they can hurt you in the future if you don't do what they want. So you see what's going on now, bro. It's it's like it's a joke how 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 corrupt shit is. Like it's not even a question no more. Like yeah. I was talking to my mama yesterday. I was like, man, if these people really wanted Trump out of the office, they could have got him up out of there. If they really they could have been to go arrest him. You know what I'm saying? It looked weird. It's like. Y'all saying y'all don't want him in there, but he's still in there. He doing major shit. Yeah. Like, he calling on major shit. He ain't making little plays, my nigga. He's making huge plays that will affect us now mm -hmm. and in the future. Like, mm -hmm. And y'all been saying y'all want him out of there for what? Since he got in there and, and cracked down on him for like the past eight months? Did y'all really crack down on him? Because, nigga, he's still making plays. Mm -hmm. Like, all the shit he done done, they can arrest him if they want to. Like there's no, there's all the evidence right there. They can arrest what they want. To. So it's really just a weird game right now with America to me, bro. Just weird, weird. Man. And I'm totally against war. Let me say that. I'm, I'm against that shit. That That's shit. Crazy. You gotta do what you gotta do, I guess. But this, that was unnecessary from what I've been told, from what I've seen. Mm -hmm. And I haven't been looking up too much information, bro. From the information I have. That first missile strike that 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 Trump did that that shit was unnecessary, bro. Mm. Starting a whole damn war. That shit. Crazy. And now they're trying to, I guess, clarify what's going on. So it just says that, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mike Pompeo said Friday that Iranian Major General Qasem Soleimani yeah, yeah. was planning a broad, large-scale attack against American facilities. So, the thing is, if he would have did that, we would have blew him up anyway. Like, yeah. I don't think he would. Niggas, I think, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. America, I'm just. America's I'm curious. Respect the kind it's, of, but. it's hard to know what's going on. Like, that too. Shit. That too. <laughs> I feel like we just talking. Like they hard, just, bro. yeah, they just giving us whatever the fuck they want us to know. So Listen, we're not even gonna speak on that, folks. No, <laughs> but I do want to say this. Yeah, I'm not. And in reality, 
we're all pawns until we're making over a million. You contribute, you really contributing to yeah, the you can't contribute. to the economy and yeah. and real like real currency. Then that just, just opened a up a whole new perspective for me. You're right. Yeah, you're you're a, a pawn, pawn until you can until you can contribute. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, we had a good podcast today, bro. Great uh, podcast. I'm saying, is there anything you want to leave the people with? Any hot takes? Any uh? Yeah, I just want to leave you guys with: do your research uh, economically, uh, keep up with your latest news, and really try to know what's going on if you can. Uh, just try to know the surface, young folks. I'm a millennial. I want to say, you know, sometimes you got to get off the, the the Twitter and all the funny comments and stuff, and really do some uh some. Uh, some research that's all I want to say yeah uh, I'll say uh, when we talking about business whether you're selling a product or you're selling a service just make sure you have a Michael Jordan your, your product needed your Michael Jordan your service has to be Michael Jordan and when I say Michael Jordan I, that means open minded that means something new creative keeping up with the times that means being on top of everything being the best at what it is you're offering uh so, you know what I'm saying? When you're in business, just have your Michael Jordan. You can have Scotty Pippins and PJ Tuckers and <laughs> shit like that too, but you gotta have a Michael Jordan. Gotta have a Michael Jordan. Oh, before we leave, too, I Michael do wanna say Jordan James Harden bringing almost just, he's not bringing the, the, the work that Michael Jordan did, but he's second coming with that. Like when LeBron came after oh, yeah. LeBron, after yeah, James, James Harden, Harden his, right there. He's hate, but he's the most hated on while doing it. And, and that's, that's, part, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what comes with really, it. But yeah, he's, yeah. he's innovated. Did you know that James Harden scored the most points in this in the past decade? Yeah. The most points. I think it was like 19. He started times. off as the sixth man on the third. Hey, come man. On. Come hey, on, bro. We're going to save that for the next podcast, folks. And uh, remember, this is just a conversation. Thank you. Have a good week.